There are so many reasons to hate teams that has nothing to do with Electron as its underpinnings. You just hate teams for being teams. And welcome back to another episode of the Refactored Podcast, where it's our goal here to suck just a little bit less every day. From the brink of sanity, my name is Chris Tonkinson. And from the basement of the ivory tower, my name is Frank Cole. And this is episode number 121, recorded December 8th, 2023. Frank, you still using your Luxafor switch? Uh, I am. However, I am getting ready to retire it. Uh, in fate, we're doing a remodel of the basement. And as part mm -hmm. of that remodel, we're going to be putting up a really fancy radio station on air light outside. Oh, of my, you oh, didn't. I've, yeah, I'm going to do it. So we, we nice. have it and we're going to we're going to mount it outside my door. And so it'll just be a it'll be a switch on the wall and I'll be able to turn it on and off when I'm in meetings or not. So people will know whether uh, and you have and is the switch like on the wall next to your desk? It, I'm not sure. Yeah, I could do that. It'll take it would take some extra time and some more intrusion into here. I'll probably just put mm -hmm. it on the light, on the switch with the other lights mm -hmm. right near the door. Probably. Right. Um, I did think about that. It would be it would be kind of cool to to do that, but you know. Well, you could get uh, you could wire it there uh, by the door and then put in like a, a quote. I'm going to quote here. You ready for this quote? smart switch uh, that you could then control mm -hmm. uh, automatically. Yeah, could. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. yet, but I'm going to back to your original question. Yes, I still have it. Yes, I still use it. Um, why do for you now, ask? for now until I get my, yeah, my awesome upgrade. Nah. That's going to look super cool. Uh, well, mine died. Oh, uh, sorry to hear that. So I think, I don't know user error. I don't know. Um, I, I used it for years and then it sat on my desk for like a couple of months where mm -hmm. I, I wasn't using it just because reasons. Um, and yeah, I don't know if the full discharge like killed the battery or what happened, but um, the remote seems to work fine. Um, and I get light when I, when I plug in the, the actual light, the, the head unit, the light, mm -hmm. um, the internal LED comes on like it's charging, but then it doesn't actually ever because it used to like it would blink uh, mm -hmm. red when it was looking for a signal. Um, it doesn't do that anymore. It doesn't mm. pick anything up. So I don't. I think it's just. I think it's just dead. Oh, uh, sorry to. Sorry kind of bummed to about that. that. Yeah, super handy little thing. Uh, I might yeah. have one you can buy off of me for a for a reasonable price here. In hey, a couple there we of, go. <laughs> in there a we couple go. weeks, I'll take it. It's actually yeah, I got it sitting right here. I don't think I've got it charged at the moment. I think don't, I need to charge. Don't it let it don't don't let it discharge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it had, like it had run out of batteries before, like plenty of times before I had I had discharged. I don't I don't know what maybe I don't know, one of the kids might have swiped a magnet over it. I don't know what happened. Mm. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, and uh, I also I'm mad that I'm mad that KVMs still suck. <laughs> Okay, there's a so I bought there's a, there's a so I bought a new. You know what else you apparently hate is segways because my goodness, I that do. could not have been more jarring. <laughs> I look by definition, I am a professional. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> anything this what is that old uh, that old Parks and Rec where Ron's being really uh, really crummy to Leslie about having won this woman's award, and she says that's not the attitude of a winner, and he says, well, as I have won an award by definition, anything I do is that of a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so I bought a new USB, uh, USB-C KVM, by the way, the options are awful. Uh, they always the, the, the options are abysmal. Um, no, but you used to be able to like, been. Hey, here's a KVM switch. It does the things, uh, with USB-C, like it's like the industry is ignoring this now, uh, and probably for good reason. Cause who has like nine different laptops, but, um, I'm just really annoyed, um, I am. I haven't done any any testing, but I think it's supposed to support gigabit Ethernet, and I think Ethernet drops uh, randomly. Um, and the funniest thing: there are two applications I've seen it so far. Right clicking the mouse kills it. Right clicking the mouse kills the KVM switch. Right clicking the mouse inside of certain application windows has killed the KVM. 
Uh, I mean, it sounds like a crappy KVM, honestly. You should be returning uh, uh, that thing. I, I am going to, uh, but for this price, I'm really angry that that is the case oh, uh, because they're right. not cheap. Um, so you got a good one, huh? Uh, well, I, I didn't good. think I got a you good one. You spent some money I, assuming you were going to get a good one. I, I thought I paid too much money for one. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that I did, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been that's been annoying me this week because uh, I just I just want a good solution for two laptops. That's it. I feel like that's not an unreasonable request. I just mm-hmm. want a nice product that works well. And I'm not even I'm not even that picky about it. Like there are peripherals I have that can go USB C or USB A. There are peripherals I have that can do USB or like three and a half mil. Like I'm not, the requirements are not, I don't require wired ethernet. I'd love it, but I don't require it. Um, but the options in the market are just crap at the moment. And, uh, and now this one's already wigging out on me after a weekend service. And I just, yeah, I don't, it's I a, don't it's a full it. KVM as in it's got the monitor piece to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. KVM switches have always sucked and they always will suck. I gave up on, on the M part of it, or the, excuse me, the V part of it, the, the, the video part of it. I just do the keyboard and mouse. I've got a separate monitor for the two machines. I just run them side by side. They each have their own monitor. Mm-hmm. And so I can look at them both simultaneously and I'm just swapping the controls back and forth between them. Um, mm-hmm. That, that seems to work well enough. It just, you know, the machine thinks that the USB is getting plugged and unplugged constantly. Um, well, which is how they work and they've always worked and it's fine unless you're using windows. Um, but I don't, it's just, it's just, it sucks that something's so simple and we haven't. Well, peripherals I'm okay. suck. Peripherals like always I'm, suck. No, they do. They do. Uh, any, anybody that's ever rolled Linux knows that peripherals suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always where the trouble comes in. Um, yeah. And so I'm just disappointed. I know, you know, I didn't expect leaps and bounds in the state of the art. Um, but I did expect to be able to find one that worked, mm-hmm. uh, when you buy it, when you, when I trade my fiat greenback fund coupons for a device, I, I kind of expect it to do the thing that it says on the tin. And that, that's, uh, that's a bit of a bummer, um, to the point where like it, it is, and it just dies. And then the laptop's clamshell. So the laptop goes to sleep, uh, right. and then, uh, like video, like uh, conferencing software smart enough to like disconnect you from the call if the computer's going to sleep. And so instead of just the thing I would hope happens, which is the KVM disconnects and now all of a sudden sound is going in and out of the laptop and the laptop camera's being used. Right. Uh, because it's clamshell, it just goes to sleep and then I have to wake it up. And that's just a, that's a royal pain. And I'm annoyed. <laughs> so I, know, I may publicly, I got to look at reviews and see if this is a persistent problem. I may publicly shame the, uh, the company next week. I don't oh, know. Okay. So I was going to ask what yes. brand I wasn't even, I'm, I'm annoyed enough to go there. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll give you, um, star tech, which is by the name, you know, it's going to be junk. Yeah. That sounded um, like junk from the get go. You, you, oh I mean, yeah. 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 But I mean, again, for the price point, I expect, okay, like maybe this, and I'm not, I don't need to drive like two 4K screens. I don't need 10 gigabit Ethernet. I don't need nine USB ports. I'm not my requ- I don't this this can charge two laptops at once. Who needs that? If I'm not using the one, then it doesn't need to be charged. Like I, it's got stuff. I don't. I'm my requirements are not that high, and so I'm I'm annoyed that um this this did not work out the way I wanted to because I was tired of moving the usb cable every time i want because i just had a dock and i was tired of plugging and unplugging the cable mm-hmm. um, which is why i won't drop the v because now i've got to push a button on the at that point it's a km i had to push a button on what is essentially a usb switch and then switch the monitor settings because like my setup i don't i don't really need two monitors like that's too much for me at once because mm-hmm. uh, i don't I don't use both machines at the same time, uh, or I'd probably, what was that old, uh, there was an old application uh, uh, a million years ago, um, and now I think Mac actually has it built in, where it was like a little daemon that you installed on two computers, it ran over the LAN, and then you configured it so that when you slid your mouse off of the right side of one screen, it would come in on the left side of the other, and it would also then direct your keyboard 
infinite. Yeah. It was like an inf- infinite scroll or something like that. Yeah. I forget. I forget what it was called. Um, Mac can do that natively now, but the thing I'm not using two screens, like I'm using one computer at a time. That's my, my, that's the thing I need to solve for. And, uh, it's being a little punk and I don't mm. appreciate it. Yeah. It's well, me. I mean, you, you said the brand and I went, well, there's your problem right there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead and find one from a reputable dealer. That's, the, that's the problem. The only one it. that I have found that has, that is worth any, is worth any, uh, consideration at this point is IO gear. They're the only ones that I have ever had that worked reasonably well. Uh, they have simpler products and then they have more expensive, they have the bigger, more expensive ones. Like they, they go from base level consumer stuff all the way up to, um, you know, rack mounted KVMs, like high powered KVM Mm -hmm. switching. And, uh, that their stuff seems to be pretty good. I had, I have my, my little USB, keyboard mouse switch is an, is an IO gear and it's worked relatively well. It has had, it has its shares of problems sometimes for whatever reason, switching back and forth. Um, on the rare occasion, it will forget that the stuff is actually connected to it, that the mouse and the keyboard are plugged in. And so I have to go under my desk. I have to go to the switch Uh, itself. I have to pull the USB out and push it back in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these things are just, for whatever reason, peripherals have, have, you know, always been fraught with, with issues. Um, I see no way around that, but um, yeah, Yeah. you might want to check them out as a, um, now you'll pay if you want to do actual video and you want to do, you know, high def, you know, you you want, it's not 4k, but you know, you still want to do like a good size screen. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to buy a switch and you're going to pay, you know, you're going to pay for it. You know, a couple hundred bucks probably yeah. to do it. Which I'm happy to do that if, if the damn works. thing works. Yeah. Right. Yeah, if exactly. it solves the problem, I, that's, that's okay. I, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of it all. It's annoying. I get it. I'll leave this world behind. <laughs> so how long have you had the thing? About a week. Oh, okay. Really About a week. Just- and it, it seemed okay at first. Um, uh, but like I said, I, I keep getting a video conferencing software keeps telling me that like, Oh, your network dropped for a second. And like, I know that's not my actual network. So then I'm like, okay, is it, is it the ethernet on the switch? Which again, if that's the cause of all my earthly pain, I'll just disconnect that. I don't need that. Um, and I'll just go back to, to Wi-Fi, which is fine, but I'd like wired things because wireless sucks more than wired um mm-hmm. especially like, like for video and stuff like for chatting as uh, the lag you know it, it, there is a noticeable difference especially when you start to put more devices on your network because wireless for anybody that doesn't know uh wi-fi is just ethernet over the air but it's 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 also sharing the medium so uh not two radios can't be talking at the same time so, and the, the, the radio will give equal time slice shares to each device if it has something to say. And so just having devices on the network, even if they're not incredibly active, will degrade uh, latency and throughput. And that just, you know, gamers know this. Um, and so wired is just always better. Whenever yeah. you can wire something, always wire it. Yeah, I mean, um, if it's wireless, if you go mesh, you have, you have more of those touch points you know, inside more the network, paths. So, yeah, yeah paths. more paths and, and each radio is not talking, but then the radios are talking to one another. And so you still, there are yeah, still it's congestion not, it's not protocols a, that come in. Yeah. It's, it's not a, you know, infinite. I'd be curious. I'd be but. curious to see like in a, like in a chatty environment, like, like a, like a busy home or maybe a very small office. Like I would really, you can, unfortunately you can't fork the universe or at least modern physics hasn't taught us how to do that yet. I would really love to A, B compare like same environment, same user, same patterns. Like, is there like, what are the differences between traditional APs versus like a mesh network um, and the impact on things like any given endpoints, latency and jitter and throughput? That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably, somebody's got to have done that. Somebody's got to have performed analysis like that. But I, I, so much of it depends on like, how many access points and where are they and how many devices and what those devices are doing. I don't, would you feel like if, if you saw that white paper from Belkin or something would like, would you have any confidence in, in the results? 
Uh, from Belkin? Oh, I don't know about Belkin. Or, I mean, or got, whoever, right? Yeah. You, Ubiquity or, or Netgear, who, you know, whoever. Well, right. I mean, that's just it. Those vendors have an invested interest to only publish reports that actually, you know, fit their, fit their product. So I don't know about them. It would be interesting to just see if that, if that makes a difference. Um, yeah. I know in, you know, in larger uh, office environments when, you know, they add more access points that reduces the, the overall wireless yeah. load, but that could simply mm -hmm. be because there's more access points on the mesh rather than, you know, the fact that it's distributing things across more mesh. Well, but it is both, right? Because, I well, be I don't know about mesh, but with traditional APs, adding APs will improve the condition because each radio is going to go to a different band. And oh, so yeah. the client, so whatever clients are connected to this AP above my head is going to be speaking a slightly different, it's going to be on a different band than the devices that are connected to the AP in the room next door. And so because they're not on the same channel, that's going to reduce the interference and allow everybody an improved experience. I don't know if Mesh is like, just taking that one step farther where now mm. I don't actually have to wire the APs or I don't, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I thought about doing, when I was thinking about my, my home network, I thought about going mesh. Um, I didn't want all like the wall warts everywhere. Mm -hmm. It seems unsightly. And also uh, rife uh, for child disruption. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I've, I do mesh in the house and I, I like it. Neckgear Orbeez. Yeah. Um, do you have are, the, the wall warts or are they, they actually well, like they're, mounted? They're big. I mean, they're, they're big units. They, um, I actually don't, uh, except for the one in the basement, which actually I mentioned the sign going up outside where, you know, it's part of a remodel. We've, um, that one was up on a wall. Um, but with the remodel, we're going to hide it inside of a new, uh, cabinet. So mm -hmm. that's what I did with the other two. They're just sort of tucked away. So you, you can't see them. And, um, I mean, the kids would have to go into things and play with them and they're old enough mm. that I'm not, I'm not super worried about that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that's what I, that's what I did. Um, I didn't mind having it up on the wall though, where it was at. I had it up high. The the one that I had wall right, that I right. had up high. Um, yeah. So I still got a top yeah. of roaming around. So anything under four feet, there's a, there's a, there's a high water mark of jelly and boogers at about four feet yep. all the way around the house. I know it. No. Don't I know it. No. I get it. But the, the mesh is good. I like for, for, I, I think mesh is the right way to do wireless because you just add more points. And if, oh, I've got this weaker area. Well, I just plug in, you know, I just yeah. add another one to the network. I don't need to worry about the wires. And, you know, you just try and get uh, creative with hiding them in things, behind mm -hmm. things, et cetera, et cetera. So... No. <sighs> um, we didn't talk about it last week. I thought it was um, noteworthy news. Um, do you know um, that Char this episode is brought to you by Orange Vanilla Seltzer? It's always the polar seltzer with you. Um, I yeah, I'm not brand sensitive. Uh, that's just what we wind up grabbing. Hmm. Okay, I just I can't the, the, the seltzer. It just doesn't just like you're drinking bland. Bland flavored like, water, like soda, soda without the soda. Like it's just I, that was my perspective, right smack up until like two years ago. And I don't know what changed. I don't know what headspace I you was lost in. Your I don't sense know of what taste. happened. I just yeah, maybe the Rona. It mm. the, the struggle is it's long COVID. I have no sense of taste and smell, and it affected my brain chemistry. Um, which at this point I could only be a good thing. But uh, yeah, I was that was me, and for thirty some years uh, mm. until recently and now i'm uh, anyway uh you were going to talk about somebody <laughs> dying or something something unimportant yeah uh so uh recent death charlie munger do you know who he is yep. yep yeah so we didn't talk about it last week and i thought it would be um worth um worth bringing up uh you know it's that's that's not a uh you know it's a fair fairly fairly large deal so he was For all the, his money and sophistication and intelligence, he's still decomposing like the rest of us. Like the rest of us, yeah. He was the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, um, which is uh, a, uh, he's basically the right-hand man to Warren Buffett. Berkshire Hathaway is Warren Buffett's company and um, basically made all his money doing investments and, and things like that. 
Famous, um, Berkshire Hathaway, famous with most people for never having split the stock. So yep. for people that don't know how markets work, like you buy Microsoft at $50 and then a couple of years go by, now it's worth $500. They'll do like a five to one split or a five for one split where instead of having 10 shares at $500, you now have, uh, what did I say? 10 at 500, you now have a hundred at 50, right? And so they, they multiply the number of shares and divide the price of the shares so that it remains an accessible investment and it remains that it, it has to do with market liquidity. Berkshire Hathaway has never done that. So at, at its peak, I don't know what it's doing now, but at its peak, it was like 400 and some thousand dollars a share. Yeah, um, I think so it was like a very pinkies out thing. If you say you bought Berkshire A, I yeah, think. it's A because um, they, they do have Berkshire. other shares because they, yeah. they're not idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but if you, you, I and I know somebody that at one point uh, sold a business, did well, and was very proud. Like I bought, I bought a, a share of of Burke A, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, sold it like a dum dum. But um, yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a prestige stock. Yes, uh, you can buy Berkshire Hathaway without having to fork over hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars per share. They've got, I think it's they the Berkshire Bees or something like that. Um, I've got a little bit of yeah. investment in inside those those stocks, but yes, they keep those that OG stock. They haven't split mm-hmm. it, and they keep it. You know, it's it's. It, it, I think it's part of their branding and their prestige. Yeah, um, yeah. and other I, people try to do it, and it's just it's like you're you're not on that level. Just, yeah, you're not the poser. Yeah, so so you know Charlie and Warren Buffett. You know uh, uh, Charlie Munger is basically you know he's the right hand man to Warren Buffett. A lot of what made Warren Buffett successful, he was kind of the front guy. And, you know, Charlie was in the back doing a, a lot of the heavy lifting as well. Um, not as noteworthy, but no less uh, accountable for the success of that of that company. Um, so he passed away recently. And normally I wouldn't bring it up in, you know, I wouldn't bring up a, a death like that on our show simply because, you know, we're not into finance and investing. We talk about it occasionally, but it's not really our shtick. Um, the reason like he, brought- he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't like a react dev or something. No, so no, he wasn't. <laughs> God, I hope not. Um, uh, I brought it up simply because in all of the outpouring of stuffs that came out of, you know, around his death, all the news articles, um, somebody pulled a um, pulled an old talk or an old presentation of his where he talked about his rules for career happiness. And I thought those were actually very highly applicable to uh to our audience and so that's why i brought it up and i, I wanted to share it was really it's, it's a really simple easy list but it's one of those um you know it's it's not it's not complicated but it's not easy kind of yeah. kind of things well you so so i like this so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dunk on all of this and make fun just at, for to mix it up here okay. you're gonna go through the list i think it's gonna be great because i i haven't read this uh and there's probably a lot of good stuff to talk about but while you're trying to be serious i'm just gonna <laughs> clown on the whole thing well i was actually the, the 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 list itself is short it's only three things and okay and they are short themselves and so there's it's it's kind of like this iceberg right. of like okay here's the thing and then yeah. okay what does it actually mean there's a lot under three things Meaning. Buy GameStop, buy Bitcoin, and subsist until they moon. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's clearly right. those are the three because because we all um, <laughs> because Warren Buffett and, and Charlie Munger were huge, huge fans of single huge, stock investments. Well, not only yes, well, I mean they were, and, they, and fans of cryptocurrency. I was going to say uh, no, they 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 actually were fans of single stock investments and long holds and things like that. Buy long from, holds. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what they that's what they do. I think. I, some ve- some ridiculous amount of the Berkshire Hathaway stock portfolio is tied up in I think four or five stocks, and they're all names that you know. It's oh, it's Apple, it's GE and stuff. It's Apple, yeah. it's Coke, it's uh, Amazon. I I can't remember the list, but um, Apple's the big one. I remember that they have a a, a ton of holding in. Um, but yeah, not not known for being fans. It, it, quite the opposite on, on Bitcoin. They they see <laughs> of, it as a complete cryptos. scam. It's just yeah. it's ridiculous. There's nothing backing it. It's not real. Um, right. Which is probably an interesting topic in and of itself. But um, yeah, I don't want to devolve into into crypto. So um, not so, yet. Anyway, yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry, dear audience. <laughs> so anyway, rules for rules for career happiness. He had three things. I thought they were really really good. Um. So I'm going to start with probably the easier ones and I'll, and we'll get to the harder ones. So 
don't sell anything that you wouldn't buy yourself, which, okay, sort of makes sense on the surface. But then you start thinking about it in the terms of being a software developer. Well, but and, my, well, hang on, though. Let me stop you there because my business consultants have always told me, don't get high on your own supply. So, like, I don't understand. Don't, and I trust them a lot more than this dead guy. So, because <laughs> he's doing dead, here? obviously. I mean, how can you trust him? It didn't the thing do him any said? good. Didn't do him any good. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, the, the, the meaning there is that. Don't be uh, a shyster. I, yeah. It, it's, it's, no, you know, don't, don't sell anything you wouldn't buy yourself. Assuming that you needed to buy the the thing, you know, right. not not that you you know have an absolute need to dog food everything that you produce, but n- you know, know the quality of the thing. Like I, I you know, no. deliver a good, you know, d- d- yeah. deliver quality, deliver a good thing that's you know, uh, well made and well intentioned and things like that. Don't be a shyster, I guess, is a good way of putting that. And I think that that's really interesting for a software developer because I mean, how often do we, you know, have any fail to have the the passion or interest in in doing the thing what i would love to know as a show of hands from the audience uh how many people think that the software that they write is awesome Mm. (laughs) there are there are i think approximately none hands raised right because the 36 all of it sucks it's all software sucks. I've been doing this for 20 years. It's all terrible. It's all awful. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now so. the product, the product hopefully is worthwhile, right? Uh, so when you say like as a developer, I'm, I'm trying to tease you into dying. Well, you're right. I mean, like, so, so yes, there is that. Yes, all software sucks. This is something that we have said for, for years. And it's, you know, you go back to what you wrote even six months and you go, what the hell was I thinking? And, you know, it's, it's oh, if it's, of, if you're not disgusted by what you wrote 12 months ago, then I don't want to work with you. I mean, part, part of it, I mean, this is part of where the show title, the, the suck less comes from and all that. Um, and that's all true, but I think it's a matter of how much you're actually like, are you striving to do, to build a good product? Acknowledging that you're imperfect, I think is a, is, is a core necessity of being a good software developer because that's how you're going to always be improving it, finding and fixing things and, and, you know, always willing to, you know, knock down the bad to, and build up the good, um, or, or gooder, more good, less bad. More goodly. Yeah. More goodly. But it's for, for software developers, I think, I think having that mindset is the, is the key here that I would, I would take away from, from this kind of, uh, this kind of quote, not selling things you wouldn't buy yourself. I wouldn't, yes, knowing all software sucks, I get it, but I would want the, the apps that I use, I want those developers to come at it with the same good faith effort of making a high quality product, even though we are imperfect beings and it's all going to fall flat somewhere, somehow, every time, I still want them to put forth that that good effort and not just yeah. be a... Which yeah. instantly neutralizes anybody espousing the benefits of Electron apps. <laughs> I finally Possibly. found another one, by the way. Just organically, I finally found somebody else in the wild, unprompted even, that offered to me the opinion of not loving Electron apps because of all of the reasons that they are correctly criticizing Electron apps. I've, I'm ecstatic. I feel like I've been validated. I've, I'm seen. I'm heard. Somebody else gets me. I I I, I don't think that this is as random. Of, uh, is the, uh, you 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 seem to think you're on some kind of an island of 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 electron app hate, and everyone around you is enamored with them. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I mean, no, I've just never met another one. Oh, I mean. Like in my orbit, yes, I have been an island. Now I'm, now I'm, is, how many islands do you need to make it an archipelago? Let's look this up here. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, <laughs> but I, I just, Electron is a, it's, it's just an easy, it's just easy access to, you know, like it's just, a, it's a starting platform and it's, it's okay. Uh, it, okay, so let's go back to your so, so to, to this other person that actually hates them. 
Uh, why, why, why does this other person not like them? Same reasons as you, different reasons. Yeah. The user experience. Okay. It, user experience and system resource utilization was another thing that, that they brought up. So, um, is Slack an electron app? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah Slack, Slack discord, VS discord. code. Uh, I, I, you know, anybody who's on a computer right now, open up Taskman or whatever you're using over there, your Fisher price operating system. And you're going to find about 406 Chrome instances running, uh, to do like email and chat because mm. that's appropriate use of technology. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm happy to just be just bluntly unreasonable. Like everybody, it's my personal philosophy, just to be serious for a half a second, my personal philosophy, everybody is allowed like one opinion that they hold that they're unreasonably belligerent about and that has to have no attachment to reality whatsoever. Like I feel like, I personally feel like everybody's entitled to at least one of those. Right. Electron is dog shit. I just, I, I hate it. I can't stand the experience. It, it's awful. But That's the experience, my, hold on a second. The experience of Electron, you, you don't experience Electron, you experience applications implementing Electron. I mean, yes, you could run it Electron natively, I suppose, but, you know, it, it's like- You're splitting hairs there. I mean, the end result's suppose, the same, yeah, which is a crappy user experience. Well, I mean, it depends on who's who's implementing it and, and how. I'll say for the for the ones that you that you mentioned. So on the good end of the spectrum, Discord. Discord, say, Discord is probably one of the really better examples. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. one it's of really the better well examples. Yeah, it still it still falls to my two primary criticisms. I I can I can tell that there's lag in the interface. I can watch it render. It's not a native application, and I know it, and I feel it, and it bothers me. Uh, on the bad end of the spectrum, I don't think there's anybody saying that Teams is a good program. Uh, <laughs> that one, that, and I, I, I almost don't talk about Teams when I list all of the Electron. I almost don't include Teams in the list. Yeah, because there's because so many unfair. reasons. That's yeah. It's, there are so many so reasons unfair. to hate Teams that has nothing to do with Electron as its underpinnings. That's like you just that, hate no, teams no, for being a, teams. no. A lot. No, no. The, a lot of the, it is. It is. Um, but it's like it's like saying, "Oh, I hate cars." I, you know, I give you the Datsun. It's like you don't have to dunk on that. There are plenty of <laughs> there are plenty of cars. <laughs> there are plenty of cars that somebody tried and still failed that you could that you could make fun of. You don't need to like we don't make fun of him. He's special, right? Like I I don't even include teams in the list. Um, Gosh, teams. Yeah, teams sucks for all kinds of reasons. And being an Electron app is at the very end of that list of reasons for teams. No, but you, but, but what you said there, what you said there was key though, right? Like if you spend the time and effort and you really care, you can get an Electron app to not suck so bad, right? But yeah. the onus is on you, right? The onus is on you not to nerf system performance, not to have horrible flashes of unstyled content, not to have massive input delay. And I mean, not even clicking to different tabs, but typing, I can tell that it's not a native application. It's painfully obvious. Mm -hmm. um, it's on you to put extra time in to make sure that rendering panels and text and images doesn't suck for the user. That is a platform failure. That is not some developers are lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I know I'm splitting hairs a little bit there, um, but again, except taking teams out of it, like Slack. Slack has this problem. It's gotten better. Yeah, I've never really. But noticed it's still major, not good. I've never noticed major. I've never noticed major lag with it or had major complaints with it, which makes me. The, the, and like I don't want to give up the I'm, bottom. And I don't want to give up the bottom eight gig of my RAM for Chrome. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Firefox uses more RAM than than Discord does, or, or Slack. No, they for a while there, Firefox was getting like super bloated. It really sucked. They've really tightened that up. They've, the last year they've or tightened two. it up, but it, I mean, you as still their market share has evaporated, that, Firefox is down to like five percent. Yeah, I don't know I if know. you knew how how low it was. Um, yeah, but I mean, this is I mean, this is the browser. The browser game is always a, there's always one 800 pound gorilla in the room and it just sort of moves around. It was, it oh, was, was IE, yeah, yeah. yeah, navigator, 
you know, Netscape and then IE and then, uh, and then Firefox briefly and then Chrome and it's sort of been mm-hmm. Chrome. And I think we're sort of moving away from Chrome now a little bit, maybe. To what? Uh, I'm, I'm anticipating a Firefox swing. I know they're down at 5%, but I'm hoping that this ad block, uh, snafu shakes mm. things up a little bit. Um, for and the those- fact that they've really tightened up the, like when Chrome hit, everybody switched, everybody's on Firefox switched, uh, partially because Google kept throwing it up in your, in your face, in your over face there, but yeah. partially mm-hmm. because Firefox has just gotten really stupid and slow and bloated and Chrome was nice and light and, and snappy and tight. Um, now I think that's flipped. It has. Chrome is starting to get like fat and slow. Um, and they've put a lot, Mozilla put so much work. I mean, Rust was basically invented by Mozilla to fix Firefox. Um, and it's just that slow march of paying attention to it. Yeah. It really made it great. I think it's better than it's ever been. Yeah, but the the adjustment to how ad blocking works, um, for yeah. those who don't In know, Chrome, Chrome- that'll be... Chrome changed the capability of your average ad blocker, like Adblock Plus and you know Ghostery and some of these other noteworthy ones, basically because Google, because all of because their Google. all of their stuff is advertising. Well, we don't want our browser blocking our ads, so they mm-hmm. changed the. Now they, of course, wrapped it in all kinds of uppity goody goody. But this is for performance and user privacy, user security and all this kind of stuff. But fundamentally they changed the API to nerf ad blockers. Yeah. I mean that's what that's what it was. That's what it did. And Firefox. It was the equivalent it was the equivalent of the US government squashing some fledgling dictatorship because of out some kind of alleged abuse when it's really just about the oil pipeline. Like that's effectively (laughs) what this was. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and Firefox, of course, doubled down in the other direction saying, no, we're, uh, yeah. they, uh, because Chrome was trying to push it as a, well, Google was trying to push it as part of the web. I forget what web standard it was that they yeah. were trying to make. They were trying to actually make it a ubiquitous standard that all browsers trying to would adopt. Yeah. And, and, and every, Firefox yeah. said, no, Firefox nope. said, absolutely not. And so, th- and that's good. And so that's, that's been probably the biggest shakeup in the, in the very slow, almost static browser war in a while. while. And I I think that as that comes, as that tree bears bad fruit for Chrome, I think that will actually mean good things for Firefox. That's a, that's a prediction. You're probably going to need to watch that for two years, three years before that actually comes to um, any kind of fruition. Um, So it's interesting to see Google get so many black eyes in a row though. Like if they were actually to if they were actually to lose browser market share from this, that mm-hmm. would be like the second or third hit they've taken now in like a year. What else are you thinking uh, about? The AI thing? Their 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 AI misses? Yeah, well there were actually two of those, right? Right. Well, uh, one of them related. apparently so, they just found out. Oh boy, I need another. Uh, I, I need. Where's my Where's my drink? We're side, apparently, we're they, they actually just got caught. AI, they're, they were faking one of their AI things. They said they did this thing and they didn't. I got to find the headline. Oh. Um, no, so so at first they, uh, what, um, everybody everybody started using, oh, no, 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 no. The first black, the first black guy was, was Reddit, right? So Reddit blacked out and then Google uh, revenue tanked because so many of the people were looking at Google to go to Reddit and that was broken. And so then that exposed like that the first got kind of closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then okay. there was uh they, they got their lunch eaten and then they rushed Bard out and everybody laughed at it. Uh and if they now lose market share in the in uh, browser market share as a result of this, that'll be like three in a row. Mm. Uh and I I couldn't be giddier. Like I <laughs> I'm always like my my philosophy don't like if you especially if you're like if you're on a team in a company, like don't like you should be super critical of the organization. You should be super critical of the company. You should expect, nay, demand better at every turn of the organization. But don't be eager to criticize the individuals, right? Because everybody's, sure. most people, most of the time are just trying to do their job and you're not perfect either. So like be critical of the company, but don't rush to be critical of the people of the company. I am super eager 
to be critical of Google and anything that hurts them, I am going to watch with a bag of popcorn uh, because they have just been getting worse and worse and worse for a decade now. And it's, I mean, it's, it's a behemoth at this point, you know, the, yeah. the, the, and everybody likes, everybody likes to see the, the guy on top, take a punch. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, I don't like, I, I have never ascribed to that, that school of thought that, you know, hating the guy on top simply for being on top. I don't like that. If there's no, a, no, but when you're on top and you're using your position if you to start step abusing, on everybody yes. else, and then if it turns out that you were kicking shins to get to the top, yes. now I want to see you right. go down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, it's it's about it's about the actions, not the not the outcomes. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, what what you did to get there. Because if you, you because if you did crappy things to get where you are, and you're doing crappy things because of where you are, and you're at the bottom. You already got what you deserve. Nobody can like mm, what, you, yeah. you're, you, you got what you deserved already, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so we got to unwind some sidebars because I think we made it through one of the three. Yeah, we made it through one of the three, but I did want to mention the, the other black guy from, from Google. This, this just came down in, in the net in the last uh, day or two. Um, Google's headline from TechCrunch: Google's best Gemini demo was faked. So, um, what is Gemini? I haven't been paying attention. Gemini is, uh, let's see here. It's a new AI model that they have, that they uh, did a big debut on. But the, uh, the problem is they, the video is not real. They, you know, they, they, here, let's, let's, let me, let me read from here. So. Um, this is from the article describing it narrates an evolving sketch of a duck from a squiggle to a complete drawing, which it says is an unrealistic color and then evinces surprise when seeing a toy blue duck. It then responds to various voice queries about the toy. Then the demo moves on to show to other show off moves like tracking a ball in a cup switching game, recognizing shadow puppet gestures, uh, reordering sketches of planets and so on. It's all very responsive. The video does caution that latency has been reduced and Gemini outputs have been shortened. So they skip a hesitation here and an overlong answer there. Okay, sure. All in all, it was a pretty mind-blowing show of force in the domain of multimodal understanding. There's just one problem. The video isn't real. Quote, we recreated the demo by capturing footage in order to test Gemini's capabilities on a wide range of challenges. Then we prompted Gemini using still image frames from the footage and prompting via text. So although it might kind of do the thing Google shows in the video, it didn't and maybe couldn't do them live and in the way they implied. In actuality, it was a series of carefully tuned text prompts with still images clearly selected and shortened to misrepresent what the interaction is actually like. You can see some of the actual prompts and responses in a related blog post, blah, blah, blah. So they, they built a demo and, you know, it was... There was more than a bit of um, um, ghost in the machine. More than, kind more than of. just smoke and mirrors. So they they said, hey, we shortened the gaps. But then it turns, who is this, is an insider? Who is this claiming that this the is, whole thing is Let's see, the quote comes fabricated. from. Uh, I'm trying to find who, 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 who is talking here. Let me see. Uh, what is it? Is this, is this on our, is this from ours? Where are you reading? I'm reading on TechCrunch. Uh, there is a not carry it was shown from okay so this is a quote from Parmi Olson off of X and uh, then quoted in uh, in TechCrunch and she wrote an article on Bloomberg Opinion uh, I'll put the TechCrunch in the Bloomberg Opinion uh, oh and now it's a 404 on Bloomberg interesting no, I'm looking at the Bloomberg article. Uh, I've got a 404 on it coming from X. Maybe it's a bad Google's link. Gemini looks remarkable, but it's still behind open. Oh, that's. Yeah, it looks remarkable, but it's still behind open AI. That's, that's the link, but I can't, I can't get it to open. Okay. I'm not sure well, why. Anyway. Um, so, so they, it, so it, they are alleged to have faked some. Yeah. Demo. They, yeah. Okay. They, they they were trying to tout this AI, but they actually, you know, 
put a bunch of, yeah, um, um, mechanical Turk is the term I was looking for. Yeah. It was a bit, bit of mechanical Turking to, to make mm-hmm. it do that. So the, you could not, if you had access to the prompts, the way that the, the video and demonstrated would, it and you, you did it, get. you wouldn't get those results is what they're saying, right. which to me, right. that's, that's faking it. Like you're, you're straight up lying. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I would say that's another black eye on, on, uh, on Google too. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they just, I think you're just pushing too hard. Like, yeah. like just. Hey, that, that quarterly earnings treadmill that waits for no man, you know? <laughs> yeah. We talked about uh, that last week. Uh, all right. So, so, so uh, Chuck mm-hmm. would not be pleased with Gemini. No, no he definitely no. would not. For, for Chuck sure. and I, by the way, he, he and I go way back. You go way uh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So don't sell anything you wouldn't buy yourself. That was the first thing. The second one, work only with people you enjoy. And I think that is absolutely true. Harder to do in concept, but absolutely true. Because yeah. if you are, you know, and I think it's, it's, it's not just, it says enjoy, not just stand. Tolerate. Tolerate. It's, it's actually yeah. enjoy. Because it, it, it goes beyond simply making the day less dreary or less stressful it actually becomes Pass something easier you, yeah. it, 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 it as opposed to simply becoming easier or less to, bad it changes it, your energy level yeah, yeah it, it moves from something that you can tolerate to something that you actually look forward to and something that you enjoy and it just it and that and that then radiates out to the rest of your life i know when i'm in bad work situations it has i have a terrible time leaving it at the office it, it's yeah. one of my biggest weaknesses uh, professionally speaking, I think is, you know, when I'm stressed at work, I'm stressed at home and I hate that about myself. Um, but when you've got a group of people around you at work that, I mean, even if the work is hard, if you really enjoy working with those people, it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, and mm-hmm. I've been in situations where I've been in, I've been in good situations with good people, um, bad situations with good people. And you can make the situation manageable. And in either case, if it's the fine. people are good, it's fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But either of those situations, good situation with bad people, bad situation, yeah. with, bad situation with bad Sucks. people, really, really bad. So I, yeah, this one is, this one's true. But again, as a software engineer, I, how do you, you know, how do you square that circle? Cause it, it doesn't, you know, for a guy like it's easy. But the the thing I wanted to to get at here is oh oh this guy Charlie's the vice president of uh, you know Berkshire Hathaway. He can do whatever the hell he wants with whomever the hell he wants. Of course, I mean yeah, of course he's going to say something like that. You know how how does that actually apply to me? Well, the way that I think it applies to you is you know in the team immediately around you, plus your boss. Like it's a, it's a small yeah. circle. You don't have to get along great with the CEO. And, and that sort of thing. But if you have a, a cadre of people around you who are like-minded that you enjoy being with, then I think that that makes the, that makes the work go better. And of course, if you enjoy the people, that means that you're generally going to have the same attitudes and approaches. And that means that the overall culture of that organization or that individual team is going to be something with which you're going to gel and fit well with. So I think it all sort of, I think it all sort of ties in, um, but it extends. And to be, be clear there, be clear there, because as I'm listening, I'm thinking somebody may have misinterpreted. Uh, no, you said ahead. somebody with the same, with the same attitude, uh, the same, um, you know, mindset and, and attitude makes it that it's not, that doesn't mean somebody that agrees with you on all the things, right? That right. means you're talking specifically somebody who works the same way, meaning somebody who if you are very direct they are very direct and you both understand each other and get along if you have somebody that's like super reserved and shy and passive and then somebody who's super upfront and direct they're going to mix signals and it's not gonna, like and so you need somebody with different kind of you need somebody with different opinions but the commitment to the same goals right yeah. that we are that this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. This is what motivates us to do it. And we're going to agree on how that's going to work out. Yeah. I, but I think even the examples you gave, they're not necessarily strictly true. I mean, I've worked with people who are much, uh, much quieter. And if you can actually believe it, some people who are much louder 
than me. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I, I know. It's very, it's, it's, it's a stretch, but you're just going to have to trust me on this one. And those, those things, they have an, they have an impact on you, on your how, but I enjoyed them as individuals. And they're yeah. still some of my favorite people to, to talk to in, you know, in my, my professional circles and, you know, we share slacks and things like that and completely different ways of thinking, completely different ways of, of, mm -hmm. of doing work or the kinds of work that we do. But working yeah. together was always pleasant because the, they were just genuinely good people that I did enjoy as human beings. And so yeah. I, I would say it's, it's, it, it, it maybe even less of the things that you're talking about, although they can, they can obviously affect it. Like if you have a basement dwelling, just dark corner, give me some code and leave me alone kind of, you know, Milton developer that, that on your team, it's hard, really hard to, to actually connect yeah. and, and, you know, you know, be and, and have a thriving professional relationship with somebody like that. So no, I didn't, I just didn't I want anybody to misinterpret that. Like you were saying you had to have somebody that's like you in order oh, to get I along see. in order to be. Yeah. Productive. Yeah. Yeah. You, right. Yeah. And they shouldn't. Yeah. You don't want. Yeah. You, correct. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and then the last one, which I think is probably the hardest one to do. Uh, don't work for anybody you do not respect and admire. Mm. And this one is. A, a a bear for me because I have there. Are you did you did order these in decreasing levels of practical application, correct? Like increasing yes. complexity, to increasing execute. complexity, but also increasing amounts of payoff Benefit, if you can yeah. actually pull them off. Because yeah. I have now in several situations, I have worked for people that I, um respected for what they did and then i have worked for people who i absolutely do not respect they they, they were you know just not I, some of them were just genuinely not good people um some of them i just did not appreciate um i i, I didn't think that they were at all equipped to be in the roles that they were in and the the incapability to rise to the mantle that they were wearing showed and had an adverse yeah. effect on themselves and the business and everyone around them. So it's very, I mean, that, that, that impact is absolutely real. You know, the challenge there is, okay, so what do you, what do you do with that? You just, you just straight up leave. I mean, that's tough. Sell, again, right? Very you got easy bills for, to pay. I mean, yeah. And, I, I think it's a matter of, I think, I think this one is going to boil down to the situation. Um, if you don't respect your immediate superior, I think it's, I think you're probably done. I mean, That's really difficult we, we've to, talked, to come back from. Right. We've talked before, you, you know, people don't leave jobs. They leave bad manager. They don't leave bad jobs. They leave bad management. Uh, I think that's very true. And that starts with the person directly above you. If the person who's not, your direct and we don't, boss. I'm, and we don't have to caveat that. Like that's not always the case every time, but it is yeah. a general. Like it is it's a, a general. It's a generalized. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it, and I think it's true. Um, that's sort a lot of, of times it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's sort of a you know, if you don't have that for the person directly above you, I, th I think you're, I, I think you're screwed, and I think you should just you know you should probably be eyeing the exits. So that doesn't mean that you if, quit if you tomorrow, have that, but you if you have that, you have a lot. To, to say yeah. the converse, to say it more positively, if you do respect uh, whoever you're working for you and and you do have that kind of relationship, because uh, I've been in positions where, yeah, I, I like my boss and other things are burning around me, but like, yeah. I, we, this is okay still, right? Yeah. Um, that can paper over a lot of other, a lot of other things. But there's also a practical angle to this because the person that you are reporting to is ostensibly representing the next stage or some part of the next stage of your career as you, as you continue to yeah. advance and grow. Well, if that person is not something that you respect and admire, what are you expecting to learn or gain from this learn person? From them. And yeah. I mean, you got to be really careful eating poisoned fruit because there is absolutely truth to, you know, you can take a really good person. If you leave them in a really bad toxic environment for a long time, they're going to walk away from that experience with some bad toxic habits. 
whether you, they wanted will, to or not, you will do that. Yeah. You, 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 you become the you know, people you're around. You become the people you're around. And, and they will drag you up or down to their level. True. And so you really got to look like, do I, I'm going to spend five or 10 years here, whatever, you know, whatever that I'm going to spend a long time here. Do I want to become more like those people? Right. That's ultimately the, the, the razor. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but it's hard, right? Uh, the job market is not what it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's difficult. This is, this is not, I, I like these. I like these three points because they are not easy to do. They're not easy they're to do. Not. They're not always going to be perfect, and even if they're not perfect, having them in mind so that you keep perspective on, you know, the the relative uh, uh, solidity or infirmity of your situation, I think is 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 good. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. I'm missing. I'm missing two of the three. And it, you know, okay, maybe this isn't for the long term, and I've got to keep that in mind as I as I go about my my daily life, you know, and figure out, you know, maybe I'll keep my ear a little closer to the track for opportunities, and you know, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I will take that lunch with that, you know, that random person who, you know, business contact that I normally would have just ignored because I'm, you know, in a situation where I was more content or something like that. Um, I think that that's, that's really important. For, for a technologist at any stage in your career, my advice is just never, never hesitate to have a conversation. It never hurts to have a conversation. Yeah, well, the biggest- That's, that's been my mantra forever. Well, yeah. It's always served me well. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely true. Um, I, the biggest challenge for this one, I think, with technologists, aside from, the, from your boss thing, which we just discussed, is- a lot of times the, the engineering, the technology is surrounded by people that don't totally get it. Um, even by people who you think that they think that they should, you know, like the, the executive leadership of the, of the company. And it can be, you know, it's hard to sometimes like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I do this amazing work for these people. And then, you know, they have no freaking clue what I'm, what I'm actually doing for them. And I think that it's important to recognize the the distinction the distinction about where somebody's skill and experience in history is is coming from. Uh, the chances of somebody ending up in a position through dint of birth or because they knew somebody or things like that. I mean, it does happen. Don't get me wrong; it does happen. But the vast majority of people who are in any given role have have earned some stripes to get there. And it's important to try and find those things that that person is bringing to the table that landed them in that position with technologists. It can be really hard if it's not technology. Like how how do you, you know, like, do you have any idea what I do for you? It's like, you have, you have no clue. I, I don't understand why I have to listen to a thing you say. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't we, know if that's just technology. Though. I think I think there's I think you look at a lot of places. There's a lot of feelings of lack of appreciation and understanding. Oh, yeah, I don't for think sure. that's unique to technology. I, do, I don't think it is, but I think it affects. I think it affects technologists, and I'm not talking to everybody. You know, we're talking yeah. to people yeah. in the in the tech sector, and we have our own version of these blinders, and it's and it's a very clear binary. <laughs> Pardon the pun, pun intended, is very clear binary. Are you in tech or are you not? You know, yeah. some some people can, you know, put up that wall and it's like, okay, you're either in or you're out. And I mean, that's not going to serve you well. And so there might be somebody who, you know, you could respect and admire who, you know, doesn't fall inside of the the typical boxes. And I just think it's important to keep that um, keep that in mind. But for the person who people in your immediate orbit, your immediate team, and then your immediate boss. I think that that's, th- yeah. th- that is absolutely a must have. And if you don't have that, yeah, market sucks right now. Keep looking, but <laughs> be eyeing the exits and just understand that, that, you know, there, there is something, there can be something better. You just have to get yeah. out there and, you know, sort of find it. So yeah, RIP you- Charlie Munger. <laughs> Thanks for the rules. Bro. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, buy Bitcoin uh, <laughs> Charlie would have 
Charlie, Charlie Chuck, Chuck would have bought Bitcoin. Yeah, I, for bet, sure. I bet he. I bet he regrets that decision now. If only he had some uh, Bitcoin, that would have served. What him. a schmuck! What a schmuck! What did he ever clearly, do? He clearly has no idea. Clown. <laughs> goodness. Listen to me, not him. Yeah. So, all right. Well. What do you all think? We'd love to hear what you have to say. Feedback at refactor.work is where you can send us uh, your comments. You can also check out our back catalog, show notes, and all those sorts of good goodies over at refactor.work is the website. Uh, if you want more from Chris, you can check him out at chris.tunkinson.com. And you can find my stuff at hotcoles, K-O-E-H-L-S.com. And this has been episode 121 of the refactor podcast recorded on december 8th 2023 thanks chris thanks frank